Hello, welcome to the Budgeting Immigrant Show. I'm your host, Inazan Pao. Today, we're going to be discussing how to budget. This is a very simple concept, but yet everyone struggles with it. The interesting thing about budgeting is that we all do it every single day. And yet the idea of it is so huge that when people think of it, it sounds so complicated. This channel is here to put those fears away and to help you be able to budget like a pro, especially as an immigrant to the United States. Again, everything I'll say in this video is mostly from my personal experience. And so please make sure that as you're making decisions, you tailor it to your experience and make sure that it works for you and your family. If you have any questions, reach out to me. You can reach out to me via DM on Instagram or under the comment section of this YouTube channel, and I'll definitely be in there to reply you. So what is budgeting? Budgeting is simply creating a plan on how to spend your money. We do this all the time in our minds. You budget on how much you're going to spend at a restaurant on a first date. You budget how much you're going to be buying in as fuel into your car all the time. This is basically asking you to put that image you have in your brain on a piece of paper or better still on an Excel spreadsheet. Budgeting is a unique concept because once you have it as a physical copy, you're always able to go back to it, be able to review it, and be able to know where you can improve and where you cannot improve. But if it's up there in your mind and it doesn't go well or it doesn't go exactly how you want it to go, it's always difficult to track it. I know some people have excellent brains. I am, I, I, unfortunately, I'm not one of them, so I always like to put it on paper. But if your brain is excellent, Kudos to you, special talent. Now, the most important thing about budgeting is knowing how to split out your money and knowing exactly what you should allocate exactly to what. I always say, if you are confused, go for the simplest method, which is the 50-30-20 rule. It's basically 50% needs, 30% wants, 20% savings. When I was in college, I didn't know this. I basically spent my money exactly on what I needed to pay. And if there was any extra thing remaining, it was my money to use how and when I saw it fit. Well, my less well, my risk averse sister one day told me about this. And so I went online to Google it and I found out that it's a unique concept. It works. I have alternated and made changes to it myself as I grow older. But I'm here to help you understand it as you're preparing yourself, whether you're already in the professional world or you're still in college or you are now coming to the United States when budgeting. Now, 50% needs. What qualifies as needs? Needs are those bills that you cannot do without. Basically, your rent, your electricity bill, your utilities, your phone bill, you need them, your internet bills. These are very important bills that are not considered wants, they are needs. You need them to survive. Without them, you cannot operate. You cannot do the things you have to do. You cannot work, you cannot do assignments. If you're in college, you basically would not be able to sleep during the winter if it's cold. So of course you need to pay your rent. Wants. Wants is basically things that are important to you, but you can live without. What I want, I will probably classify fuel as wants because, I mean, you can decide to 
opt-out from going to certain places so you can cut down your fuel. Even though fuel and groceries are borderline needs and borderline wants, depending on how you are utilizing it or how you're spending the money. And then the 20% savings. Savings is very important. We all know this. Back home, our parents are always huge on savings. And so same thing here. I'm going to be that person that is going to be drumming that thing to you. You need to save. You need to save. You need to save. Life is not just the now. It's about the tomorrow and the tomorrow next and the 50 years from now. And you definitely need to save. How do you allocate a percentage to savings? That is all up to you. In the 50, 30, 20% rule, it says 50% needs, 30% wants, 20% savings. But if your needs are roughly 40% of your income, then good luck to you. You can take that extra 10% and put it onto your savings. If your wants are roughly 10% of your income, if you do not like shopping, kudos. Then you can take that money and drop it onto your savings. Now, the importance about budgets is for you to review your budget every single time, right? So this month you budgeted, I was probably going to spend, I'm, I'm going to use variable transactions because those are the ones you can play around with. Your rent is stable. Your utilities are mostly stable. But variable transactions like groceries, fuel, you can play those. You can play around with those. So you decided to spend roughly $300 on groceries. You ended up spending $350. At the end of the month, you can sit down and review it and ask yourself, what happened? If it's, we know we are in an inflation period, and so, of course, prices of everything has gone up, and you had to spend that extra money, then you have to put that at the back of your mind and know that when you are planning next month, you have to allocate 350 which is very tight, so maybe give it some wiggle room, like 375 $400. Same thing with savings. You have to look at your personal lifestyle. You need to have an emergency fund. I'll discuss emergency funds in subsequent episodes. You need to ask yourself how much of your lifestyle you need to safeguard, right? I will advocate for three to six months of emergency funds. To be able to get there, you need to hyper save. And so you need to start working on saving more money at the beginning to make sure you hit your emergency funds before taking your legs off the accelerator, even though I would advise you not to. Now, how can we budget? I'm going to use the budgeting template I created to show you how we can break down a $2,000 income into a 50, 30, 20% rule. 50% needs of $2,000 is $1,000. 30% of $2,000 is $600. And 20% of $2,000 is $400. And we're going to use that same rule to show you on this template how you can budget and budget effectively to meet those outcomes. So an interesting thing about this spreadsheet is that I actually created it to solve a continuous argument I was having with my wife. When we first had got married in 2018, we were always arguing. I liked to budget on paper, and that's what I had been doing as a single person. But my wife was someone who would like to visualize stuff, and she wanted to see it and see everything and all the looks and crannies and see all the inches moving apart before she understood exactly what was expected of her. And so we had a situation where I would budget on a paper, 
And in my mind, I know what's on the paper and I'll know what I want, but then she would not know what we want and what we expect. And so she'll go out there and do whatever works for her. And then when we come back home at the end of the month, we would just argue because I felt like she just wasn't getting it. So then she brought this brilliant idea of, hey, um, you, I, you keep talking about how you needed to do a project for, for your classes. Why don't you make a budgeting app? Which I did. I actually wrote it out with code. And it was supposed to be you, you were typing what your budget idea was. And every time you run the code, it will show it to you. And then at the end of the month, you will type in how much you spent, and then it will tell you the positives and negatives. So where you went over, where you had kept some money, and you went areas, your cash flow, basically stuff like that. And so um, it looked like it worked for a month or two, but my wife is no programmer, and she wasn't going to be running that code all the time. She had to be in front of a computer, open Xcode, and run it. And so she hated it. So I had to come up with a unique idea. So I created this template. It's simple, it's unique. You put in your income here, you have your budgeting allocation, and the only thing you do after you have filled this two every single month is to fill this page, the transactions page, and it auto populates into every other aspect of it. So there's the account tracker, we track the various cards, how much you're spending in what account, just from typing it in here. And as you're typing it in here, it's populating here in the actuals and the differences. And it's going ahead to subtract and telling you how much cash flow you have as you continue to type in the transactions and subtracting if you have debt, how much debt you're carrying over. This is unique because it's always showing in the red. Um, but if it's a positive number, it's going, if your cash flow is green, you know, you're great. If your cash flow goes to red, which will happen if you're spending more than the allocated amount in here, then you know you're in trouble. Um, at the end of every month, you come in here, you take um, copy of that was in here, come into your archives, paste it here, and same thing, it populates um, your monthly expenses, your annual tracking on each card, so you know how much you spend on each card in a given year. This predictive analysis page is if you want to play around, you know, you feel like, hey, I'm going to make more money next month. I want to know how much I can budget to what. That's what this page was for, predictive transactions. So it's basically the future version of this, the past version of this, and the current version of your budget. So let's go ahead. $2,000 income. This person uh, has a job that pays them $1,000 a paycheck, bi-weekly paycheck, $2,000 a month, and they want to budget. So remember, based on the rule we have, I'm going to basically get a comment shape here, and we want to put $1,000 to needs, $600 to wants, and $400 to savings, oh, for that one, this person is rich, to savings. And so that makes it fairly easy. We know where we are starting, right? Um, your savings is exactly what it is. So I've broken it down into emergency savings, investment savings, project savings. 
I would always advise to make sure you have enough money in your emergency savings before you move on to your investment savings. Mostly because if you have a situation where you randomly lost your job or you randomly fell sick and you needed to make some payments or to keep yourself afloat for a month or two, you need to have at least three to six months in your emergency funds to be able to, to survive. Your investment savings, you're saving for the future, for when you retire. So you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself now with your emergency savings. And then when you have that, you start saving for your investment vehicles that's going to take care of you 30, 40 years from now. So all that $400 is going to go to emergency savings. Um, or if you want to be a risk averse person, you can put $300 here and $100 here. Project savings is to go into projects. So my wife and I, um, we love home improvement projects. Uh, you don't want to see us when we are when we are um, working on our home and the decor and stuff. We all, oh, it's 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 war. Um, so we always try to allocate an amount of money to project savings. We have a savings account that that money goes into specifically for that. And we try very much not to be like because we have money and then we're just going to be spending on home improvement stuff. But we've told ourselves that we do spring cleaning. So spring of every year, we look at our home and what we feel needs to be improved. And then we go ahead to improve it. So that's what we use project savings for. Um, emergency savings is very important. Like I can't stress how much that is really important. So $1,000 to meet for this person with a $2,000 income. Let's say that they have roommates. And so their rent, their rent is $400 right we are given a scenario we can say scenario a for someone called what's my favorite female name hmm i don't want to say something that's going to put me in trouble later on but i need to type in something so uh let's say samantha don't quote me on that i never said that's my favorite female name um so rent 400 that leaves us with 600 dollars um, um for their needs so we know that utility is something you always have to pay for if you have roommates your utilities are always very cheap because you're splitting it so that's a hundred dollars for utilities um we come to credit card payment the idea is to have less credit card bills month to month as possible and what i normally do it's I put all my variable transactions, which is my wants on my credit card. I know exactly what limit I want. And so I don't exceed that limit. And then at the end of the month, when I come and sit down, I know I'm paying this amount of money to my credit card, which is why I put that here. If you do not carry a credit card balance month to month, you don't have to have that. I do not carry a credit card balance back to month to month, but because of the way I set up my variable transactions especially my personal expenses that's why i put that there so in this situation we're still on the needs um, they still have 500 dollars remaining they have to grocery shop like i said grocery shop is borderline needs and borderline wants let's say um to be honest foodstuffs that are not u.s foods are very expensive in the u.s i'm not gonna lie it sounds so cheap it sounds like you can take two tomatoes and oil and just put it together but once you start buying that extra yam, that extra sardine, that extra tuna that you love back home, 
it, it just starts skyrocketing. So let's be reasonable and allocate $250 to market. So that's $750. Let's say I am thinking to myself, this person has a car. Maybe they have a car loan of $85. Um, so that is their car loan. Um, so you can see that as we're typing it in here, it's totaling down here. It's adding it all up and totaling. Um, so we know that we are 1235 out of which $400 is savings. So we've actually spent $835. So we still have roughly $175 for needs to go. Um, we're still going to education. Um, if you are someone like me, I believe in continuous education. I always want to educate myself. I subscribe to Udemy and all these channels. And once in a while, I buy myself a course to go through that would improve me so let's say you use allocate fifty dollars to education tithing is very important right very important i cannot overstate how much you need to pay your tithe um i'm christian and so i believe in in tithing i don't know what other religions call it but donations it's important i believe the more you get, the more you have to give out. So let's say 10% of the amount of money you can spend on your needs. So let's allocate $100 to it. I know my wife will be chewing my head right now and telling me that it's supposed to be 10% of your total income. So that should be $200. But let's, everybody's different. So I'm just arranging this too much. You can see we have $15 more. Um, so you can come look here yourself. Um, we, some of the things we didn't do, if you have a car of $85, car loan, you need to buy fuel, like fuel is important. You cannot live without fuel. And so you have to allocate an amount of fuel. But if you do allocate that amount of fuel, you notice that you are $35 over in your needs. And so you have to ask yourself, do I want to take some money from my wants and put that into my needs, right? All these are scenarios. I'm saying rent is 400, rent could be more. And so then you have to readjust certain things. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a lot of your wants to make sure your needs are accomplished because those are things you cannot do without, right? So we're gonna come back here, we over $35. And so we're gonna subtract $35 from market and which means that you have to make that sacrifice to make sure that you're still within that range if you wanna keep whatever wants you have for yourself. Now, once, I generally put into personal expenses, right? So you have $600 for once, but let's be honest, you you go out with your friends. Um, and so let's put $60 for going out with your friends, going bowling, doing all the fun stuff in life that you need to do so you do not get depressed. You eat out sometimes. That is definitely not a need, that is a want. Um, so let's say, Eating out is expensive in the US. You allocate $150 to it, which is probably you telling yourself you're going to spend what, $35, $40 a week whilst eating out, and you don't want to go more than that. So that would probably mean buying more fast food instead of sitting in restaurants. One of my favorite financial YouTubers, she, she's like, she, she and her husband, they never go to sit in restaurants. They always just go to fast food and buy it. Even though they know they are, it's not healthy, they try to get healthy bowls there. So they get salads or they go to like Mexican fast food joints and buy food that they know is very healthy. You don't always have to eat burgers. I know I'm big, 
but I advise you not to get to the place I am. Be confident in yourself at all times, though. It's very important in whatever you're doing to believe that you're doing it and you're doing the right thing. So your personal expenses, let's say $200. This is the biggest variable transaction you can have because this is up to you. No one can tell you exactly how you're spending that money. That's all you you know exactly what you want. And if you are locating $200 to it, you don't have to explain it to anybody. If you have a spouse, um, what my wife and I do is you come to the transactions and you list whatever description you want. We normally put the description of the merchant we used. But if you do not want to put that, you can just be like, you know, so purchase or something and assign the right category to it. And that is fine. It's your personal expenses. It is how we believe and how we go about it. I always believe in assigning miscellaneous. Miscellaneous is basically, I plan for this, but it's probably going to go over. And so I'm allocating this amount of money to it to make sure that whatever in my budget goes over, there is still something there and I can still work with it. Now, would you look at that? We still have $100 to spare. And so you can be a righteous person like my wife and add $100 to your donations and make it $200, which I would advise you do. But I am also being realistic here and I know everybody would not have the opportunity to do that. So that would mean that you have wiggle room there, right? Um, you can maybe increase your restaurant money if you like to eat out more or you can increase your market money if you prefer to cook for yourself more. Or if your rent, you feel you need a bigger place, this is enough room in your budget that you could go get a bigger place to rent um, for yourself and if you have a family, for your family. If not, you can do what I always advise you to do. Put it in your investment savings. It would help you a lot. This is the only way, well, not the only way, but this is a 95% assured way of gaining wealth in the US. So see, we have a total of 1,900. Uh, this does not include the investment savings because I removed it. Not everybody would be doing that at the beginning, um, but just like I did is it's basically, um, if you have anything you want to add, you can just do exactly what I did. It's gonna go 2,000. You can add row below or above. Say we add a row below. You type in blah blah blah. You type in your amount 200, and it's not going to add it. But if you just double click on it, you hit the comma, and you click on that, it's going to add it. And voila, your budget has been customized. You customized it to fit your needs. Okay, now let me just show you how the transactions work. So let's say January 1st, 2024, you went to Amazon and you bought something unique for yourself. So your personal expense, you paid, let's say $40 for it. And what card did you use? You use card one. Confirmation, whether it's paid, it's unpaid, it's pending. Pending is usually with a credit card payment. Um, but again, if you don't use that, it's mostly whether it's paid or unpaid. So you use the credit card, so it's unpaid. If you had used an account, the money is paid. 
so you say pay um yeah it's just what it is then you can say you can always assign it to your spouse and then you can save more money but you should do it to yourself and assign it to yourself okay so what you're gonna see is that it's going to come in here and it's going to populate and says Enos has already spent $40 of his personal expenses and now has $160 remaining. So now we are like, hmm, what else? Enos use credit card one, which you can customize to whatever credit card you want it to be. Um, and as you customize it, you just make sure you change the name here and you change the name in here. Um, and I'm using Mac and I use numbers. I love numbers. I Anyone who knows me knows me and Excel we don't work out, but I can always create an Excel copy for you if you need to. So just reach out to me and I'll do that. You can always just come here, um, double click into it and edit the name and it will just work out all across board. And so card one, $40 is showing the transactions. You spent that in your budget. It shows you how much you have remaining. And the unique thing is in your total income, look at the cash flow. It's already subtracted. So it says you have $1,960 remaining. So this is basically how the spreadsheet works. Um, as time goes on, we'll talk more about the transactions and how and what you should be using your money for. And again, I can't tell you what to use your money for. That's all up to you. But the budgeting aspect of it is what we was important today and we just broke that down and as you can see it's always important to have a budget and plan like i said i believe well i don't know if i said that but i believe in saving 50 percent of your income and i always work towards that if it means bringing in more income or it means cutting in more expenses that's always what i want to do but everybody is different and that's going to be difficult for other people so it's always important to keep that in mind. What, in fact, what I just realized is that we didn't allocate, we said $85 to auto. And that is saying it includes insurance, car wash, and auto and sky related expenses. To be honest, $85 means your insurance is roughly $35 and you're driving a $50 car, which might not be something you would be able to do. So to be realistic, again, Auto is very important. We we need to pay that. There was hundred dollars off, um, based on the needs and the wants. So let's say we realistically increase auto to one thirty five, and we cut down investment savings to fifty dollars a month. With the idea that once you are done saving your for your emergency funds, you're going to take that three hundred dollars and start using it as an investment vehicle to create wealth. Thank you very much. Um, I budgeting is very important to me because I feel like the financial system in the US is completely different from back home. And here you have to be very strategic and very definite with what you want to do. Because as much as in the US money seems infinite, it's also finite. And bills get thrown at you so quickly that if you do not have a plan then the bills are going to take advantage of you. Effectively, this is the idea. As you're budgeting, make sure that it fits your lifestyle. In this situation, I use the 50%, 30%, 20% rule with a $2,000 income. You could be making more, which means you have enough room 
to create space for yourself. I usually like to save 50% of my income. To save 50% of your income would mean you have to constrict yourself in certain places and try to raise your incomes in other ways. If you're unable to do that, this rule is a safeguard method. Always try to at least save 15 to 25% of your income and make sure that you are investing it to make more money for yourself. We'll talk about investments in subsequent episodes. Always make sure that as much as you are spending on your wants, your wants are not just wasted. You always have to pay yourself first, they say. I agree to that. But you don't just pay yourself in wants with the fancy things in life. You pay yourself in wants and in savings. And so always keep in mind that those are the two most important things. After you have to do all that is necessary, and Uncle Sam has taken everything that he needs, you need to make sure that you're also doing everything for yourself, for the now, and for the tomorrow. Thank you very much for watching the Budgeting Immigrant Show. Hope to catch you on the next episode, where we'll be talking into depth about emergency funds. See you next week.